welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely wonderful day today. And how are you doing today, Dad? Austin, absolutely blessed, shaking down, running over together. I mean, it's been a wonderful day. This week I found out, and you guys must have been praying, because you know, we adopted, you know, 20 girls in the House of Hope. Actually, we had, we adopted 17. They had 17 empty beds. And then they called us up and they said, well, we didn't get 17. We got 20. And I said, okay, because, you know, we're doing this, you know, with you guys, with Health Masters. So all of you guys are, you know, working together to get this thing done and get these girls out of the sex slave business over there in Thailand. Now remember, these girls are as young as four to five, six years old, so the oldest 14. And the House of Hope, with Mark Rutland goes into the Thai villages and they bring these girls out to start with before they're ever put into the sex slave business because see the guys over there they want these girls as young as they possibly can get them they want them to be as basically innocent as they can possibly be because they get more money than when they're sold into the sex slave trafficking in Thailand which is one of the worst countries in the world for that and so we had 20 and then for some reason one of the parents I guess decided to pitch a little fit and not allow her daughter to stay. And so the good news is this. Listen to this. So China is the 20th girl who was taken away and sent back into the village. And originally her parents would not let her stay at the House of Grace. However, they changed their mind. So they sent me this letter and they said, we are so excited to welcome Shachina into the House of Grace. This will be your bring your girl total to an even 20. Thank you for all your support and for being such a blessing to so many. We are grateful to you and your sponsorship. Together, we are saving little girls for big destinies. And guys, I have to admit, I kind of teared up the other day when I read this because I realized that, you know, it's like Jesus said, you know, one of the little lambs was lost, and now she's been brought back into the fold. And it's not because these girls can't have a decent life in Thailand, though most of them don't. And it's not because they won't be sold into sex slave trafficking, because many of them will be. It's just the fact that, you know, we're giving them a chance and a hope to avoid all of those horrible things that the traffickers do. See, here's the problem. If you try to rescue the girl out of the trafficking, this is mob-controlled. And if you go back to the deepest levels of it, it will be internationally mob-controlled. And the problem with it is if you start trying to pull them out of the sex slave business, there's a high probability they're going to kill you. It just let you know that. If you go over there and you go into Thailand and you try to do this, you're probably going to be killed or beaten half to death. I know that Mark Rutland years ago uh, was offered a young girl. I think she was like eight years old. Brought her to his hotel room, knocked on the door. He said, what do you want? He says, I've got a girl for you. She's a virgin. Here's how much money I need. And he goes, get out of here. What's wrong with you? Get out of here. This is crazy. This is child trafficking. He called the police. And though he's actually told the guys to call the police, he says, go ahead, call the police. They work with us. We pay them. I mean, Thailand is one of the most corrupt countries in the world as far as the officials. That's why they're constantly having coups over there. So we're able to go in here basically through these individuals like Mark Rutland's ministry over there and basically fix this mess to the best of our abilities. And they say, well, I don't want to be involved in that. We've got enough problems here in the United States. All right. I understand that, and I'm not even going to belabor that. But, you know, I know Rutland, and I know his ministry, and I know he's legit. The problem is many of us who say, well, we have enough problems here in the United States. We don't need to be involved with these girls in Thailand. 
you, you kind of don't get involved with the problems of the United States. You just kind of be blunt. In other words, it's like we're going to do it, going to do it, going to do it, but we never do it. And see, it doesn't make any difference whether the girl is from Thailand or the girl is from the United States. They're still the child of God. And we need to treat that all accordingly. These girls are brought into a Christian faith. Most of them are Buddhists. They become Christians in the House of Hope. They become followers and disciples of Jesus. And then they turn right back around and they go out into their communities. Many of them, after they graduate, they go to college and they become professionals. They become doctors and lawyers and engineers and everything else in Thailand. And these girls could have been sold into sex slavery. So we're making a difference over this. I want to thank every one of you this morning for being part of this. Because when you buy your vitamins from health masters, you know, a certain percentage of that has to go to support these girls. It's pretty expensive doing 20 girls like this every month. In addition to that, a lot of you are actually giving us donations towards that. And I want to thank you for that too. Now, Sharon put together a script for me here and said, we pray for the final Thai girl to be received before being sold into sex slave trafficking and, and just got an email that she's arrived at the House of Grace in Thailand with global servants and she is safe and sound. Sharon and Lana went shopping yesterday to get her some new clothes. We now have 20 Thai girls. Guys, <laughs> it's a lot of clothes to buy. If you want to join Health Masters in loving and being part of these girls' lives, contact us at Health Masters. You can just let us know that you want to do this, you want to pray for us, or you can make a donation. And remember, this is not a tax-deductible donation because it's just one of those things that it's just – I'm not talking about giving huge amounts of money, but if everybody listening just gave a dollar towards this every month, it will more than cover it. If you have a business that wants to donate 20 items or an individual, or if you know somebody who wants to donate 20 items, or baseball caps, clothes, or girls' things, and please make sure they're in good condition, ages 6 to 14, Sharon goes on to say tennis shoes, you know, you know, like cosmetic jewelry, hair bows, etc. Please join us in being a part of saving these girls' lives. And what we do is we ship a box several times a year, along with our financial support, to Thailand. The other day, we just sent 20 dresses to the girls in Thailand. And Sharon put everybody's name on every dress and put them all in a little bag. And they said that when the girls got the dresses, they went nuts. They went nuts because they would never see something like this. See, a lot of the girls in Thailand, they live in like grass huts you know, with dirt floors, with no windows. And I have friends of mine who've been there who've told me those same things. I mean, when you get into the outer areas of these third world countries, it gets very, very, very sustenance living. You got chickens running through the house, that kind of stuff. No windows on the doors, no win windows on the windows, no doors on the doors, open, just all open. And we got them out of that. And Sharon said that she wants to give out her Instagram. Our, our Health Masters Facebook page basically got, basically got, got attacked by some liberals. And uh, we just decided not to deal with it because it wasn't doing a whole lot. And so now we want Sharon to go ahead and start an Instagram account, you know, at Team Health Masters. And, and, and this is what we're going to do. We're starting an a, a Instagram account that you guys can connect with us. And with Sharon, this is directed to Sharon Brower, and it's at Team Health Masters. And it's going to be ST Brower, like uh, that would be Sierra Tango. Bravo, Romeo, Oscar, Echo, Romeo at Team Health Masters. And yes, that was the aviation phonetic alphabet. I just thought you guys would get a kick out of that. So it would be ST Brower at Team Health Masters if you want to support these girls. And, and by the way, I want to thank you in advance for this, for signing up on Sharon's Instagram thing so we can keep you updated. Plus, we're also going to put a whole bunch of articles that we cover on the show 
on the Instagram account. We're also going to post a whole bunch of Patriot information on the Instagram account. Uh, one thing I want to post this morning, and, and Carmen sent me this. Carmen sent me some of the most interesting stuff, and it's called the Operation Trump, Successful as Planned, and it's an incredible video. I watched it this morning, and I want you guys to listen to this one because it talks about this entire Hegelian dialectic, this problem, action, solution, which is being foisted upon the American population uh, through the basically presidential election of Donald Trump and how the international bankers and the international globalists who are aware of this through the Frankfurt School, the ideology, the communist think tank that came out of Girth University in 1933 has infiltrated the colleges. Now, what's interesting about this is, and I learned from the video this morning, that when the Frankfurt School came in, and after World War II were really pushing what they were doing, a lot of the GIs, with the GI Bill, with whatever assistance they could from the government, went back to college. And colleges and universities greatly expanded in the United States and got really, really big. And people started going to college, which that was something that most people didn't do back in the 20s and the 30s. And one of the interesting things about this video, it said that the major reason that these people, that these people basically got into this situation, you know, with this think, think tank with the, with the, with the Girth University, is that they ended up bringing in a lot of immigrants from Germany and all over Europe that basically, you know, were not credentialed properly. In other words, they were given PhDs. Given PhDs. Their transcripts were made fraudulent. I'm talking tens of thousands now. They were brought into the United States as full professors, and they were spread through the Frankfurt School, through the Frankfurt School think tank, to all of these people in the United States and to all of these universities in the United States to infiltrate. That's how that seed grew so quickly. So, guys, it's really important when we post stuff like on the Instagram account that you guys pay attention to it and you listen to it because if you don't, you know, a lot of the stuff I'm telling you on the show is kind of going to go in one ear and out the other, especially for new listeners until you understand the basics of what's really going on in the United States and in the world from and brought to you by the Kabbalists, the international bankers who have come in now and infiltrated every aspect of our society. And one of the key things they wanted to do, and I want to read this to you real quick. This was, this was one of the posts that was up on the screen. One of the key things they wanted to do was to destroy the nuclear family. And here's what they said. And this was an, this is from Theodore Adorno, who was one of the top guys from the Franklin School in 1950 after World War II. He developed what's called the authoritarian personality theory, which made the compelling argument that certain family conditions, particularly the experience of excessively harsh and moralistic parenting, produces an outlook on life which is overly differential towards authority, socially conservative, and hostile towards minorities and other non-dominant groups. Now, here's why he did this. Theodore Adorno was one of the top people from the Frankfurt School, from Goethe University, who came over here 17 earlier, years earlier before he did this. He was Jewish, and there was a lot of anti-Jewish sentiment in the United States. In addition to that, Theodore Adorno was atavistically, uh, he hated Jesus Christ, hated him, okay? hated Christianity, hated the nuclear family, hated the fact that we had a patriarchal society in which Christian fathers would lead their families in prayer. And Christian fathers would sit down and talk to their sons and say, hey, look, this isn't okay. You can't be doing this. This isn't all right. You can't be acting like this or doing these types of things. It's going to affect you and your family. You've got to learn to be a leader and learn to basically be an alpha male and protect your family. 
Theodore Adorno hated that concept because it stood for Christianity and everything he hated. And he came against it all of this. And that's why he went after the authoritarian personality type, which is what Austin and I are. Now, do we teach racism and bigotry and all of these things? No. Now, do we teach people in our families that there are certain behavioral patterns that are unacceptable into a civilized society as a Christian? Yes. That means adultery and homosexuality and all these things are wrong. Well, Theodore Adorno thought those things were all fine because the Kabbalah teaches that they're okay. And see, this is the problem that we've run into now. They've come in with the Frankfurt School ideology, the Frankfurt School teaching, and they basically destroyed the nuclear family in the United States. That's what's happened. That's why all these people have divorced. That's why marriages have fallen apart. That's why people don't stay together anymore. That's why people have four, five, six, seven, eight, nine marriages. That's why children don't know who their family is or they're from mixed families. I'm not saying – now remember, guys, I'm from a divorced family. My mom and my dad got divorced. I've been married twice. You know, I was married for the first time for three years, and it really was a disaster because the person that I was married to wasn't who she appeared to be before I married her. And then she basically took the mask off, and I realized that I'd gotten myself into a mess. And so you say, wow, Ted, I didn't know that about you. Well, yeah. Now, Sharon and I have been married for 36 years. Four wonderful kids. Love the Lord. Great marriage. Great relationship. And so I want you guys to know. You don't have to get married over and over and over and over again to find the right person. You need to choose well to start with, but then you need to become the right person. I'm, I'm preaching a little bit here right now. You know, you need to become the right person, and you need to be the person that holds your wife up in high regard, and you know, basically treats her like the you know the the, the, the queen of the household. You could say it that way, or the or the insurer of the Holy Spirit being in the household. You could say it that way, and so you have to understand that we're to love our wives, but they're to love us too. But then we have to have a patriarchal, if it's possible, household. You say, well, that sounds awful. You sound like a male chauvinist pig. No, no, no. I'm telling you what the Bible says. Now, you've been brainwashed, and I was brainwashed, and many people listening this morning were brainwashed into thinking, well, if a man wants to be in charge of the family, he's a pig. He's a, he's a chauvinistic pig. No, he's not. He's doing what the Bible says. He's the high priest of the family. That's what he's supposed to be. You see, and if when we break that down... And we invert this, and then children become the object that we basically worship, and the wife becomes the high priestess who's worshiping the child, and the child gets to do anything the child wants to do. We grade these entitled brats. Go look at our major riots and look at the children we've raised with this concept. And this is the big thing that Theodore Adorno was against. He was against a patriotic household. He did not want the high priest of the family to be the male. He did not want that. He did not want the man to be the leader. And guys, listen to me. You got to pick up the slack some. You got to pray with your kids. This morning, Savannah was going off to college for the first time. She's driving back and forth to school. It's like a 15 minute drive. And she says, I'm busy, Dad. I'm busy. I'm missing. No, you're going to sit down. We're going to pray. Well, I'm busy. I said, No, you don't understand. We're going to pray. And she goes, What do you mean? I said, I said, Sit down. I said, You're not leaving until we pray. I said, I'm praying for you for the first day of school. And then I, she prayed until she jumped up and she started walking out the door. I said, no, sit down. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm praying. I already told you I was going to pray. That's what a high priest or a patriotic household is supposed to be like. I told her, I said, this is how we're going to do this. And we're going to pray. And I'm going to take authority over this. And we're going to plead the blood of Christ over you. I, I pray the blood of Christ over her. I, I, you know, I put a hedge of thorns around her. I stationed angels around her. She said, well, why would you do that? Because I'm a good, good father. I try to be the best I possibly can. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. I mean, if you could raise teenagers 
I'm just being blunt with you here. And you can do it without saying a bad word and raise them in a godly household and not use any bad words like ever. My hat is off to you and I'll help you adjust your halo. I haven't been able to do that. Now, when I do say something I should not say, do I repent and say, look, I said, no, you shouldn't use that one word or that bad word. Yes, I do apologize for that because I'm not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to be better than that because I'm called to a higher level and a higher standard than that. But guys, listen to me. We've got to do the best we can. We've got to try. And our wives, you know, every morning, my Sharon and I prayed again this morning for you guys. That's just Savannah wasn't with us when we were praying, but Sharon and I prayed this morning already for everybody listening. And guys, it's so important that we surround ourselves with angels, that we plead the blood of Christ over ourselves every day, that we put a hedge of thorns around us every day, and that men, that you take the leadership role as the head of your family. I mean, Austin and I went to church on Sunday last week. Kind of like a, this is awful, like a scouting mission to make sure that it was okay to bring his children, my grandchildren there, without forcing them into compliance with mask regulations. And we did. We checked it out because that's what alpha males do. You know, we've got crazy people like the Blasio in New York saying now that the restaurants will remain closed for another year and restaurants will never open until, until <laughs> everybody gets a COVID shot. If you don't want to take the COVID shot, you won't be allowed in restaurants anymore. And again, we've talked about this being the mark of the beast, being that separation phase. And then did Billy Graham's son, Franklin Graham, comes out and says, the Democrats are going to close your churches. Wait a minute. President Trump's a Republican, guys, and he closed the churches. He didn't tell us to go to church. He didn't tell us to leave the churches open. We were closed under a White House administration that was Republicans. This is all Frankfurt School, Hegelian dialectic, problem, action, solution stuff that's being done to us on a really broad scale using the media and programming us into learned helplessness. That's what they're doing right now. They want you just to roll up in a, you know, in a little knot and hide in the corner and pretend like none of it's happening and do what they tell you to do. In Florida here, in Lakeland, Florida, you know, the mask regulations, the mask mandate left first week of August. People are still running around with masks in their cars alone. I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen because human beings have lost the ability of self-governance because they've lost the ability to be led through the Holy Spirit because they no longer read the Word of God and they no longer understand what a patriarchal society is supposed to be like. You say, well, there's some problems with patriarchal societies. And yes, you're right. Some guys are a nightmare. They, and they are male chauvinist pigs. They do stupid stuff to their family and they're abusive to their wives and their children, both verbally and physically. I agree with that. But guys... That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about a Christ-centered home, a Christ-centered attitude and mindset that allows you to bring honor and glory to God in all that you do think and say. And when you mess up and make a bad word or say something you should not say, ask your kids for forgiveness. I taught these. I taught my children how to apologize. You know, the other day, you know, Harrison, my youngest son, is 21 years old in law school. He and I got into a into a spirited debate about something, and and I looked at him. I said, I'm not going to argue with you anymore. I'm not going to do it. I said, I'm not going to live like this. I said, I'm just going to walk in love with you. You've got to make your own choices and your own decisions. And see, and this is how we have to look at it. And when you make a mistake, say, I'm sorry. And not to placate the child, but to be sincere and say, hey, look, I really am. I messed up. I shouldn't have done it this way. Learn how to lead and learn how to tell your children the difference between right and wrong. This is so important. Austin, what do you think, bud? That's very well said. I mean, 
this is why everything is continuing to happen the way it is, exactly what you just said. And I touched this briefly on Monday on the concept of bringing children back to biblical principles. And that doesn't mean being some type of, you know, like you said, some type of insane tyrant, you know, that leads with an iron fist on everything, but leading by example. And also, too, explaining to kids right and wrong. That's one issue that we've seen now in this country that's gone horribly sideways is that nobody wants to communicate anymore. There's no more direct communication with children. Hey, this is why we're telling you not to do this. Yesterday, Lana came back from the store with the two kids. I, I just got home from work. They just got back. And Lana was all flustered. And I guess she was in the store. And Hunter ran off from her, like ran off from her. She had to go try to chase him down. He thought it was funny. You know, he thought he was playing like hide and seek. Let's go run around the store. I'm four-year-old. I can do what I want now. And she finally got him, and he got spanked, of course. And uh, she was trying to, you know, basically she was all flustered with him. And when she got home, I said, well, have you explained to him what's going on? And she goes, yeah, I told him a bad guy could get him if he runs off like that. And he told me he just beat up the bad guy. And I said, well, I said, I like his tenacity. I said, I'm going to have to break it down a little bit more simpler than that. And I sat him down and I explained to him really what happens and what's going on. I said, this is why it's so important. I said, mommy and daddy are here to protect you right now until you get bigger. I said, once you get bigger, you can beat up the bad guy. And I'm going to train you how to do it. I said, but right now, you need mommy or daddy with you. I said, mommy carries her firearm with her everywhere she goes right now to protect both of you. And I said, if you don't have any gun with you or you don't have daddy with you, you have to stay with mommy so she can protect you until you get bigger. And he goes, oh, okay. And, you know, as much as he got it for a four-year-old, I don't know. He's pretty sharp, though. And so we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, breaking stuff down and helping children understand stuff is crucial. Nowadays, it's embarrassing to me as a country. You see half the time. What happens? What happens when something goes on or somebody takes their kids somewhere? They sit them down in a car, they shove an iPad in front of their face, and they play the entire time. They check out, they get in the car, the iPad goes right in front of their face as they drive around. They get home, they get out of the car, they go to the room, they put an iPad right in front of their face. I've seen it dozens of times. And it's an abysmal failure as a parent to actually believe you're going to raise a smart, healthy biblical-based child while shoving their face in front of an iPad every single day, all day that's going on because you simply don't want to deal with them and you don't want to communicate with them. I know numerous kids now that are around Hunter's age and they've grown up like that. And they're absolute out of control brats to be around. I don't even, I have time I can't even hang out with their parents most of the time anymore because they, they won't they will not control their kids at all. They let them do whatever they want. And as soon as they don't get their way, as soon as something happens that they don't get, they fall on the floor kicking and screaming. That's funny. Don't we see other individuals act like that right now? Oh yes. The little dweeb skinny children that are running around streets right now screaming and yelling at people's faces because they don't get their way. This is what we have trained in society and now we are reaping what we sow as an American culture that our children grew up in the 2000s era and grew up on technology. Think about it for a second. We didn't grow up with Internet. Internet didn't come around significantly actually available until the early 2000s. 
at that point in time, majority of us in my generation were already, you know, moderate teenagers at that point. We may have had access to the internet here and there with some dial-up that took five minutes to connect and half the time it couldn't connect and somebody got on the phone and it threw you off. That was the extent of it. Then you look at the children that were born at that time when we were teenagers, which we see right now, and they've now grown up not knowing what it is to not have a cell phone with them 24-7, not knowing what it is to actually have creative play, not knowing what it is to actually engage somebody in direct conversation person to person. They just have to basically be entertained all the time. It's troubling to me why I see so many people, they'll literally play games. Like, like grown adults, they'll sit around when they're waiting on something. They'll be at, you know, say the DMV or at the restaurant, and they're playing games on their phone. Playing games on their phone, and they're like mid-20s. Like they're a six-year-old child playing a Sega video game because they're so bored. They have to be entertained by their phone 24-7. This is not something that's conducive to a productive healthy constitutional republic. I'll just say that flat out and clear. So again, I encourage everybody, continue to raise little Americans. Everybody's got their own way of raising children. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. But raising a little American is pretty much clear-cut all across the board. And that's raising them as an American to respect and believe in America and retain its biblical values and respect the constitutional republic. And hence, why we see what we see now, because we have stopped raising little Americans. Also, too, in other news, like Dad said, they're talking about you know not allowing businesses, all these different things with restaurants to keep them closed. Again, we've said this repeatedly, but this is a multifaceted tool to try to keep the population in fear and also completely ruin the economy. What's interesting is now... There's an article that came out back in May 3rd of this year, and it's starting to come into fruition because there's more talk about it. Now, you guys, I'm sure you heard me speak of it months ago, was basically the biosensor or the chip that they wanted to use on your skin. And what's interesting, they said that the FDA was set to approve this by early 2021, and it appears now they're on route. I'm going to read back this article again that I brought up. It's from Defense One, which is basically a, a military defense contract website, you know, news site. And the name of the title is, A Military-Funded Biosensor Could Be the Future of Pandemic Detection. Now, they're discussing, and Bill Gates has been heavily funding this now, through the Silicon Valley company, Profusa, or ProfUSA, is to implement technology which will essentially take over your body. You don't believe me? I'll read you the article right now from Defense One. Now, this is not a leftist or a right. This is straight up a technology news site. It says, why are pandemics so hard to stop? Often because the disease moves faster than people can be tested. The Defense Department is currently working to fund a new study to determine an whether an under-the-skin biosensor can help trackers keep up by detecting flu-like infections even before their symptoms begin to show. Its maker, ProfUSA, says the sensor is on track to be approved by the FDA by early 2021. The sensor has two parts. One is a three-millimeter string of hydrogel. You guys have heard this topic got brought up now by Bill Gates. Hydrogel, a material whose network of polymer change is used in contact lenses and other implants. It's inserted under the skin with a syringe. The string includes a specially engineered molecule that sends a 
fluorescent signal outside of the body when the body begins to fight an infection. The other part is an electronic component attached to the skin, and it sends light through the skin, detects the fluorescent signal, and generates another signal that the wearer can send to a doctor website or is autonomously delivered as far as it you know, does it automatically. It's like a blood lab on your skin that picks up your body's response to illness before the presence of other symptoms like coughing start to show. Now, this is something that we've all been wondering about, if they're going to pull through with this or not. Now that we've seen, as I told you guys yesterday, the head of the FDA has now said they are prepared to approve the COVID vaccine on the American populace before it finishes phase three clinical trials. That is something that is so egregious and so almost mind-boggling to me that they're doing that with a virus that has a 99.8% survivability rate now. It it mind-boggles me, which shows me there's only one other option here. They are doing it to push the agenda further and further. There's no question about it now. There's obviously a hidden agenda that we've tried to expose behind this COVID-19. And now you see that Facebook, somebody sent me a screenshot yesterday of Facebook, and it says effective first, effective October 1st, 2020, Section 3.2 of our terms and services will be updated to include. We can also remove, restrict, or terminate access to your content, services, or information if we determine that doing so is reasonably necessary to avoid or mitigate any adverse legal or regulatory impacts to Facebook. People go, what the heck is that supposed to mean? This is why Facebook is doing this. As you already know, they can pretty much shut you down on Facebook anytime they want. They can shut you down, censor you, restrict content, fact check you, whatever they want. Now what they're doing here is they're using the term of legal or regulatory impacts. Here's why. There's a high probability. Now, we've seen in Virginia, they said they're going to mandate the vaccine. Massachusetts has also now led the way in saying they will mandate the COVID-19 vaccine. What they're going to start doing state by state, because the federal, in my opinion, federal level is not going to get involved with mandating the vaccine because there's way too many loopholes to try to get through with this and way too much red tape. The states, however, due to the 1905, basically, Supreme Court ruling or state court ruling, they have the ability to go in now, and the state has the ability to regulate a vaccine in the event of a national health emergency. The Fed has never really been able to do this, the federal government. The states now will have the ability to do so. So what they're going to start doing is they're going to start saying, in this state, you have to take this vaccine. It's mandated. Now, what they'll also do is they'll start saying that you cannot come into our state or travel or work or travel through or anything unless you have this vaccine. So what's going to happen is now, as soon as anybody gets on Facebook and starts discussing this mandatory vaccine that the state has mandated, Facebook is now going to have the autonomy via their new terms and conditions and be able to shut them down immediately because they're going to say, hey, we need, we just said something or we asked a question about the legality of the state mandating this vaccine. And Facebook's going to go, well, guess what? Because we want to mitigate any adverse legal or regulatory impacts to Facebook, we're censoring you asking that question because this is a law problem now. And we're not going to get in trouble with any type of law or regulatory impact from the state of Virginia or Massachusetts. So they're now going to have the ability to prevent you from even talking about it because it's a law standpoint. 
This is brilliant from a communist standpoint for Facebook to do. Brilliant. They're very, very smart. They're communist indoctrination and their communist foothold in the United States via social media has become something that I think would, you know, even put a smile on Stalin's face. This is something we've never seen in the United States, that Silicon Valley and social media platforms have given this much autonomy. And this is why I told you years ago, they're never going to shut down Facebook. They're never going to restrict Facebook. Why? Because the government, the CIA, is the one who who basically bankrolled the Facebook. CIA came in and gave them hundreds of millions of dollars through proxy companies to basically build what they did with Zuckerberg. Trump can do his little hoorah speech. Congress can do their little hoorah, hoorah talks. They can talk about how we're going to do this to uh, Facebook. We're going to regulate them. We're going to do this. They're never going to do it. They're never going to do anything to Facebook. And that's why I've told you guys before, I don't support Facebook. I don't have Facebook. I don't use Facebook. Instagram, however, has been bought out by Facebook now, unfortunately, which means they are probably going to be censored more and more and more by Facebook. However, we have found on Teen Health Masters, that's our Health Masters Instagram page, Team Health Masters, we have not had as many issues with Facebook or with Instagram censoring what we say. However, I'm sure it probably will get worse, but by, for the time being, while we have the ability to do so, we're going to do so because pretty much we cannot get anything out on Facebook. Almost everybody I know that brings anything up on Facebook, I mean, it's immediately blocked, banned, censored, and this is the beginning phases of a communist civil war, a revolutionary war. And that being said, the reason why is you can see blatantly what Marxists are saying. There's a Marxist leader that is a huge supporter of the BLM, prominent Marxist activist Angela Davis, came out now the other day and said, and I quote, something we assume the most important work is the dramatic work, the street demonstrations. I like the term that Marxist cultural critic John Berger used. Demonstrations are rehearsals for the revolution. Think about what she just said there. Demonstrations are rehearsals for the revolution. These things they're doing right now are exactly what I told you. They're warm-up sessions. They're warm-up sets to get people used to having civil unrest on a regular basis. Just wait until they unleash the next wave of heavily armed BLM terrorists and Antifa terrorists. There's a reason why very few of these Antifa members are walking around with guns. Very few of them. There are a few of them. They've shot people, but very few of them have been armed. The reason why, it's not ready for phase two yet. They want to do as much civil unrest, as much anarchy as possible. This is typical of any type of invasive warfare tactic when you do an invasion. You soften up the target. You shell them from the ocean, or you mortar strike them from a great distance away that they cannot reach you. You soften up the target before you go in for the main invasion. This is what they're doing right now. They're softening up all the major cities. Soften up, soften up, beat down, beat down, burn, loot, rob, destroy, burn, loot, rob, destroy. Beating them up and softening them so then when the next phase comes in, the ability to create more chaos and anarchy and violence and death is going to be significantly easier. A, because most people are going to be scared because they're going to be so sick of it. B, because a lot of people are already going to be worn down from hearing about violence and looting and arson for the last three months, like, for instance, in Portland. 
the next wave, it has a much more effective kill rate because now people are already fatigued, worn out, and sick of what's going on, and they do not expect it to get much worse. Their normalcy bias makes them think it's going to get better when, in fact, it's going to become much more violent. And that's why I've encouraged everybody, make sure you are doing at least dry drills right now, mag changes, practicing covered. I know people go, oh, well, you're playing G.I. Joe on your property. Absolutely not. I have trained aggressively and heavily in firearms for the last decade, and there is nothing wrong. I have done this numerous times and actually trained with retired military in doing dry drills and military maneuvers in training as far as defensive maneuvers with no ammunition. Now, this is very crucial. You do this in a safe manner. No ammunition can be anywhere around you. No loaded mags, nothing. This is a complete what they call dry drill. That means you check all of the operators that are with you to make sure you have no ammunition on your person, none in your magazines, and you still practice very attentive muzzle awareness and trigger discipline. This is designed to practice maneuvers and communications with other teammates when you're doing some type of defensive tactic if you have an invading force coming into your city, town, or your property, and you're there to defend your family, friends, relatives, or country. That's the primary purpose for doing this without expending ammunition, because ammunition, my friends, is getting insanely expensive. That is not because it's just getting taxed heavily. Some places are taxing on it. It's getting insanely expensive because the supply is not meeting up with the demand, because majority of the United States populace that is awake is stockpiling ammunition at a rapid pace right now, because majority of them know what happens at the beginning phases of a communist revolution. Phase one is exactly this right now. Phase two is the rehearsal for the revolution, as this lady said, and that's what they're planning on doing next, is going to be live fire attacks in these cities. Not trying to get anybody all, you know, I'm riled up now. I'm trying to give everybody a very true historical idea of what's coming in the next couple couple months, more than likely probably after the election once Donald Trump is reelected. And again, that's my opinion and the opinions of a lot of other people that are very educated in historical detail, but that's my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. Get planned accordingly, Dan. Austin, that was really well said, and I can't emphasize the importance of live fire, live fire drills. And, and let me tell you why. And you can even put up a silhouette target. You can put up a paper target. Yes. And you can actually have a yeah, – I'm, I'm talking about a man-sized silhouette now. Post it up in the backyard. You know, you can move it back and forth, put it in different places. You can have four or five of those you can set up. And you can have them in different corners of your yard. And, and here's and – let me tell you why, okay? This is super important. Gosh, it's going to sound awful. When they found in military warfare, if live fire drills aren't done first, if shooting paper targets aren't done first, if visualization of the target is not done first, that about 30 to 40% of the people who shoot at a live target in a real combat situation intentionally shoot over the target to miss it because they can't justify killing another individual. I'm just telling you how the, how the psychology works. We're not we're not set up to run around killing people, okay? But if you've got somebody who's going to come rob, kill, steal, and destroy you, who's going to come into your house and rape your children and rape your wife, and then kill everybody on top of that, you better be willing to defend your family. And so a live fire drill, what it does on a paper target or even on the TV set, make sure your guns are empty. This is super important. You have somebody double check them. Nothing in the chamber. Everything empty. 
go ahead and start working on that and drawing down on the target and shooting it. Why do you think they give you full pops, full-size paper silhouettes that you can get of a bad guy with a gun aiming at you coming into your home? It's to get your mind conditioned to fire back at something like that. Now, God forbid anything ever happens to any of you listening or to me or my family. I don't want that to happen. This is not where we want to go. But Austin's exactly right. The Hegelian dialectic brought to us by the Frankfurt School, brought to us by the Rothschilds, brought to us by the communists, brought to us by the deep state, the guys who took down Building 7, the Druids, the Sabbatean Kabbalists, the synagogue of Satan, the ancient Canaanite religious worshippers. Well, I don't care what you call them. Pick a name. It makes no difference. I like the, personally, I like the synagogue of Satan because the Bible uses that. And I also like the guys who took down Building 7. I like that too because it really paints a picture of who these guys are. And if you look at it like that and realize that they're the ones that are pulling the strings and doing all of this, it all starts to make more sense. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense at all. We have this giant mess going on right now. And I'm telling you this. Donald Trump's going to win the election in November as long as he does everything that the Council on Foreign Relations and Israel wants him to do. I'm letting you know that in advance. I've said that half a dozen times. I'm going to continue to say it. Now, if he goes off script... And he starts doing weird stuff and starts saying the truth and starts talking about stuff he's, you know, he shouldn't be talking about. Remember, this is the same guy. I played you the videotape of him wanting to take guns away before due process was even done with red flag gun laws and had his daughter go through the, the entire Congress lobbying to get it done on a national gun registration kind of thing. This is the Donald Trump that's in office right now. Now, he's not talking that rhetoric right now. Why? Because he's got an election to do, and they've got to continue the Hegelian dialectic. They've got to do the problem, actual solution. See, we've got a, a demon. You know, it's called the Democratic Party. That's, they made everybody who's Democratic demons. And, and they're not. There's some Democrats that are basically are really good people, but they're really misinformed and they really don't understand or they've been brainwashed. I mean, not every Democrat goes out and riots on the streets, but pretty much everybody who's rioting is a Democrat. Just, just a fact, okay? It just is what it is. So we've got to make sure that we understand the dialectic that's being set ahead of us. You know, I already told you what I'm going to do and what other people are going to do as far as the election. I'm telling you now that Donald Trump has been slated to win the election because it's going to give maximum chaos. Because if Donald Trump wins, the left is going to go insane. They've got the momentum going. It's like Austin said, phase two, phase three, phase four. In the end, with the Tsar of Russia, they stormed the Imperial Palace, killed the Imperial Guards, and took the family of the czar down to the basement and machine gunned them and their children and killed all of them. Okay, This is the goal of the communists who want to run the planet. They want to have a new world order, a one world government. They claim it's under the rule of law. It's not. With their thousand points of light, which represents the tree in the Kabbalah, George Bush straight pushed that. All of these things are happening right now as we're watching. So if you're bored right now, you're not listening to the Ted Dawson Brower show because we're telling you the truth of what's really happening. So stay prepared to stay frosty. And by the way, Sharon just brought me an update on her on her Instagram accounts. It's ST Brower on Instagram. That's ST Sam Tom, or that would be Sierra Tango, Bravo Romeo, Oscar Echo Romeo, or Team Health Masters. They're not tied together. It's either or. There's two Instagram accounts. And like Austin said, now that Facebook, which is a CIA slash Rothschild front to gather information on everybody, is censoring a lot of alternative news. Look at Joe Rogan. He's went over to Spotify, and almost all of his alt-right people, including his interviews with Benjamin Owen, have all been scrubbed. They're not even available anymore. All of his old interviews, extreme right interviews, have been taken away. 
It's because Joe Rogan got too big. They decided to give the boy $100 million. They decided to buy his, uh, how should I say, they decided to buy his loyalty. I can't say it any more direct than that. And you'll find out very, very quickly that a lot of these alt-right people that were going on Joe Rogan's show, they gone bye-bye. They're not, not coming back. Now, I want to talk to you about anaphylactic shock. This is really important, and you need to listen to me. Now, anaphylactic shock is for people who have severe reactions or severe allergies when they're exposed to something that they're allergic to. This happens a lot with kids who get vaccinated with the MMR vaccine. Now, this article that I'm reading lists everything besides vaccines as a cause. It's a result of their immune system releasing chemicals. These are cytokines. We talked about this in depth yesterday and on Monday that makes your body go into anaphylactic shock, and it can also block your airwaves, and it can also lower your blood pressure to a point where you actually die. Conditions dangerous if it's not treated immediately. Now, symptoms of these, this anaphylactic shock include skin reactions, hives, sudden feeling too warm, feeling like you've got a lump in your throat, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain, a weak, rapid pulse, ruddy nose, swollen tongue, wheezing, coughing, tingling hands, struggling to breathe, dizziness, confusion, feeling of weakness, loss of consciousness. Now, Hear what they're saying. Here, listen to this. Certain triggers, such as penicillin, can cause it. Insect stings, tree nuts, shellfish. Now, why are the tree nuts and the shellfish a problem? Because these are injected in. They have peanut oil in many vaccines now. They give the children a lifetime allergy to peanuts and tree nuts, which can cause anaphylactic shock. Also, latex is another big one. And latex comes from the cork, the bottle that the shot is in, when you push a hollow needle through the latex, it picks up latex inside of the needle and it injects latex into the person. That's why a lot of people have latex allergies. In rare cases, exercise and aerobic activity, such as running, can trigger anaphylactic shock. Now, here's what's funny about this. <laughs> Sometimes the cause for this reaction is never identified. This type of anaphylactic shock is called idiopathic. So here you have a child getting allergy shots or other types of shots, and they have an idiopathic reaction, and that means, oh, we don't know what happened. We don't know why in the world that that child just had anaphylactic shock and died. Why? Because they were given an immunization. So rather than listing it as an immunization side effect, it's listed as idiopathic so they don't have to blame the vaccines, and that way they don't have to put the vaccine down as a cause. That's why when you go to the pediatrician and they go, well, you know, oh, no, no, no. The vaccine never caused this. The vaccine never caused the sudden death infant syndrome, which is a sign of anaphylactic shot. The vaccine never caused this. No, 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 no. But the kid was healthy until you injected it and it was dead. No, 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 no. Couldn't be the vaccine. The, va the kid was healthy. Now it has autism. No, 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 no. We have an idiopathic something or another did something. We don't know what did it. And they never want to admit to it. Number one, they don't want to admit liability. And number two, they're pediatricians. If they start really believing that shots cause these conditions, they're not going to want to give shots anymore, and they won't be a pediatrician anymore because they won't be following the standard medical protocol issued by that state. They'll probably have their licenses removed. Just a thought. Now, I said all that to say this. Robert F. Kennedy now is warning and wanting an investigation on potential anaphylactic shock if injected with Moderna's COVID vaccine. Whoa. That's why I told you anaphylactic shock was. In August 26, the Children's Health Defense wrote a letter to Dr. Jerry Meinikoff, director of the Department of Health and Human Services, asking for an investigation into serious safety concerns if the COVID-19 vaccine developed would cause anaphylactic shock. <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci, you know, funded with $500 million in taxpayer dollars through his 
National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. This, this shot contains propylene glycol, a molecule to which 72% of the American population have antibodies, and 8% have high level of antibodies, which can induce anaphylactic shock. So here we have a vaccine now that can cause anaphylactic shock, and Dr. Or Robert Kennedy, attorney, wants to know, you know, what in the world are they doing to try to prove that they're not going to have a problem. Well, Moderna has acknowledged the potential for this shot to produce systemic side effects, <laughs> but they don't want to mention anaphylactic shock, despite FDA recommendations that clinical trial participants be pre-screened for pre-existing PEG antibodies, knowing that they can basically die from this. Moderna is not conducting such screening in the COVID vaccine trials, setting the stage for potentially drastic and life-threatening response from among participants. Guys, you can't even make this stuff up. Now, what they're going to do, I'm telling you, they're going to do a massive rollout on this vaccine. Trump wants to get it out before the election, which I don't think will ever happen. Why? Because if he pushes a vaccine out before the election that has massive side effects, he's going to get unbelievable blowback from the electorate before the election. It's going to be unbelievably bad press for him. He can say, we're having it out by mid-November, you know, week after the election. We're going to have it all out. We'll have it ready to go. We'll have it ready to roll out. And they're going to have military personnel and other forces. That's what he said. I don't know what that means, coming to your home or to your neighborhood or lining up at your schools. Oh, yeah, you heard me right. How do you know the kids aren't going to be forcibly vaccinated while you're not there? And how many of these kids are going to have anaphylactic shock? See, we need to understand what's going on, what these guys are doing, and why they're doing it. Oh, by the way, this is really an interesting article. Clackamas County and Washington County sheriffs say they won't send officers to help end violence in Portland per Governor Brown's plan. Now, there have been two recall attempts on her quote-unquote governorship, and both of them failed by a small amount of people's signatures, which I believe was set up and staged, and they basically disallowed a certain amount of signatures. This woman needs to be recalled and taken out of office, or the people need to march on the Capitol peacefully and basically demand that she be removed. Portland, Oregon, on Sunday, Governor Kate Brown announced a new plan to end the, might, the nightly violence in downtown Portland. Part of that plan includes having deputies and officers from nearby counties and cities come to Portland to assist with ending the violence. Today, the sheriffs from both Clackamas and Washington counties released statements saying they are not going to do that. <laughs> they don't want to be involved in this disastrous mess this governor is called. They don't want to have their men put out there to basically be shot by these clowns. Oh, by the way, Germany, again, Austin covered this yesterday, had over a million people come to hear Kennedy. And they have basically fostered resentment and violence among the nation's youth. And guys, let me say something to you. And I mentioned this the other day. The Germans have not had routine drugs and fluoride put into their food supply and water supply. There are a lot of these Germans who are really, really awake. And quite frankly, they've had enough of this. And they don't want to deal with it anymore. But of course, that'll be another big reason, won't it be? Since the the, the people that rule the planet, the synagogue of Satan, have an atavistic hatred towards Christianity, white people, and Germans. Yeah, they really do. And they can go in now and do some kind of draconian lockdown on the Germans. Put them under the boot! Yeah, that, that, that's what they want to do. And guys, listen to me. You don't have to go under the boot. You say, no, I'm not going to do that. How about I'm not going to allow you in my house? How about I'm going to say no to you? How about I'm going to talk to you through the door when you show up, and I'm not going to allow you admission into my home? Guys, it's so – I'm talking for the vaccinations. How about I don't think I'm going to do that? Go away. These things have not been properly tested. I'm not going to be involved in your experiment. This is part of the 
basically concentration camp experiments that we ruled that were illegal for the Nuremberg trials, and you can't force somebody to take a drug or a medication against their will. Yes, you know, we all signed off on that, now here we are. Uh, guys, stay frosty. By the way, I mentioned earlier to you guys that I had the opportunity to pray for you today. It was absolutely wonderful. I love you guys. And I want to thank you in advance for your support of these Thai girls. And I know a lot of you guys, you're not going to have 20 dresses laying around. I got that, okay? But you'll have one or two or some outfits your kids wore that are still in great condition that we can send to Thailand, your little girls. Guys, I love you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. And thank you for helping us support these girls in Thailand. Thank you for listening. Thank you for praying for us. Also, go ahead and finish it up, bud. Yes, absolutely. And also, too, it appears that in Idaho's house, they have now passed, uh, essentially the house has, to cancel all COVID restrictions and now obviously has to go to the state. If it passes, Idaho will be the first state to stop this nonsense where it's starting to appear. So um, this is interesting. I mean, I hope this goes through. We'll see if this is actually real or, you know, if it's getting a bunch of flack and they've tried to push it through. But the thing about it is Idaho's pretty pretty conservative out there. I mean, that's that's the state from, you know, Randy Weaver's Ruby Ridge neck of the territory. So their trust in the federal government is <laughs> still slim to none. Even when you go out there and you talk to people, it's not real um they don't they don't care for a whole much for the Fed boys and the alphabet boys walking around after they saw what they did to that poor family up there. And so this is something people are starting to wake up to more and more and more, and I encourage you because, you know, if we don't say anything, then we're basically complicit in it. I mean, look what's happened in Australia now. I mean, Australia is turning into a totalitarian nightmare. I mean, I can't even imagine. I saw a video earlier, and I'm still trying to find out, you know, 100% of the facts of basically what happened. But from what I have seen so far, it looked like it happened yesterday in Australia. A mother in Victoria, Australia, was allegedly arrested for incitement for sharing a Facebook post about the anti-lockdown protest taking place and basically praising them. They said Zoe Lee, Zoe Lee, was taken into custody, and uh, apparently they came in there. You can see the video is on live stream, and then basically they, they took everybody's phones in the house, which is even crazier. And uh, they walked in, law enforcement, came in with a search warrant, arrested her for charges of incitement, for simply posting and supporting a anti-lockdown post on Facebook. Now, we'll find out more about this, see if there's any other things that were going on behind the scenes, because I know that happens sometimes. But from what I've already seen in Australia, they've gone full-blown lunatic, tyrannical in that country. Sad as it is, I've got friends down there, I've got a lot of customers down there, I've got Health Masters family down there, and it's sad to see what they're starting to do right now and uh, I mean you've already seen the videos of them basically the guy grabbing that girl by the throat because she wasn't wearing a mask they've already said that they can go in and do wellness checks with no search warrant at any point in time um and they've had, I think, what, a little over 500 deaths in Australia with a population of 27 million. I mean, insane amount as far as an abysmal number, yet they're treating the populace like they're a bunch of slaves. And again, we know the reason why. So thank you for the continued support of Health Masters. Be sure to check out the product of the week. The joint rebuilding formula was on sale, and it looks like the Superfood Complete One product of the week. Really good formula. It's basically a uh, detuned GHI formula. It's a little bit more of a protein supplement with a big batch of multivitamins and a few other 
supplements that really help out with healthy immune system and healthy organ functioning, these superfood complete. It's usually a lot of the ones that I put guys on that are real heavy in training and they're wanting to have a good amount of protein that's not from a waste source or an animal source. They like the pea and rice protein. As more and more people are starting to switch over that a little bit more as far as for health reasons. So again, be sure to check that out, the Superfood Complete on Sales Product of the Week. It will be up here shortly. Thank you again for signing up for our free weekly newsletter, getting this information out there, forwarding our shows, just doing the best you can in your part to wake people up. And I know, trust me guys, I know it is not the famous thing to do or the fun thing to do in most cases because I get blowback and flack on a regular basis from people all the time when we go places. But again, that's why I've been so adamant and vocal about supporting places and supporting churches, supporting business, supporting restaurants that respect my right to say no. It's funny how you saw the left a year and a half ago with the Me Too movement and women's rights and the, the you know the anti-rapist stuff and no means no, which I, I agree with that. You're, you have a right to say no. 100% your body, you have a right to say no what can be done to your body. And it's ironic that now that whole movement has now completely gone silent when people tell you you have to wear a mask and you have to wear a face shield and you need to get a vaccine now when my answer is, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm trying to quit. No, thank you. Not going not gonna to engage in that. And then some people go absolutely irate. What happened to your ability to say no? What happened to your ability to say yes? What happened to your ability to ask questions? Why has it now for a simple virus that has a 99.8% survivability right now, why has a simple virus allowed people to give away, freely give away their God-given rights to say no or ask questions? Ask yourself that. And if you feel like you need to do something, there's a certain direction you need to go, by all means, that's your choice. But you have the right to ask questions. Thank you again for the support. Thank you for standing up for our rights in a constitutional republic. Stay safe. Stay ready. Stay prepared. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow as always. 